Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, internets, to another episode of Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. Hope everyone out there in the internet universe had a great week. We're back once again in the spaceship. It's your boy, DJ Ben Hameen. Alongside my compadre. What's up? This is Chico Leo, and uh, we we just heard right before the t- taping started some very bad news. I don't know. Should we, should we get into that? Or no, we get into that no. Later? We should okay. save that. And All I, right, I mean, okay. you usually have a snappy line to start know, off the show. I know. I'm so overwhelmed. That's, All right. That's okay. not very snappy at I all. I know. Well, 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 welcome to another episode <laughs> of Fan Bros, everyone. <laughs> also in the house tonight, we have Miss Jamie Regetti. Hey, guys. All righty. No Tatiana Keene, but, you know, shout out to Tatiana. She's not here this week. She'll be back soon. Uh, how's everybody doing out there? Chico, Jamie, everybody good? Doing good, yeah. Doing good, yeah. No, it's uh, it's, been a, it's been a pretty crazy week. Uh, lots of movies coming out. Lots yeah. of uh, trailers dropping. Yep. The Big Man of Steel, number one movie this weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. Did, did it break records? It was like $200 yeah, million? Yeah, it was like the f- biggest opening movie for June, biggest opening reboot, biggest. It, had a, it broke a few records. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, made some money. All right. I mean, it had to with the amount of, you know, trailers and commercials and, <laughs> and trail, you know, commercials masquerading as trailers and trailers masquerading and, and as commercials. Power. There's a lot of like famous, That's true. you know, That's actors true. in there. Fat Morpheus showed up. Yes, right. he did. Yes, he did. Boy, did so he. Should, in all his glory. We should maybe talk about that a little later on, right? Yeah, I think we should talk <laughs> about that. You know, I, I think that might be a major thing to talk about this week is the, you know, Man of Steel movie. Uh, I'd also like to take a quick second and shout out everybody who's visiting our brand new spanking website, fanbros.com. We've got some articles up. Jamie actually put up something today on the sexism in Doctor Who. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, no, I did too. Great piece. Great piece. You you. know, we're also looking for contributors, people who want to write or contribute art, uh, videos, anything really, content of any nature. Hit us up uh, at the Twitter, fanbros show. Or fanbroshow at gmail.com. Um, also, thanks to everybody who's been checking out the iTunes, subscribing, rating, leaving comments, the SoundCloud page, popping off again another week. Thank you for all the commenters on there, everybody who left a comment about the last episode. With That was Joe Hughes, right? Was that yeah, that's episode? right. Jeez, yep, it no, seems absolutely. like it's been like two, three weeks yeah, since I then. Know. Yeah, man. Well, well, then while we're at it, shout out. I don't out think to it's th- even been a week. I think it was only six days ago. Yeah, right? it feels like two yeah. a I long know. time. A lot I of know. stuff's happened. Well, while we're at it, then shout out to Joe Hughes. Shout out to commentsalliance.com. Thank you for coming on the show, Joe. We had a great episode with you. Yeah, it was great. It was a good one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Hope to have him back soon. All right. Well, um, you know, with no further ado, I guess we can just get right into it, folks. You know, as we all know, Game of Thrones ended last week. So this week we had to move our attention to a new show. Well, not really new. It was The Return of True Blood on right, HBO. What is this, the fifth season, sixth Might season? Might be the sixth season yeah, of this wow. show. Yeah. Um, the name of the episode is called Who Are You Really? Right. Last season ended on a cliffhanger with uh, Bill Compton having swallowed the blood of Lilith Lilith, and turning into a pool of blood himself. Right. And then returning from this pool of blood as a raging madman. Right. I think he called him a naked Superman or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. well, he is naked, and, and I don't even know if he had skin on him. He's, it might have been when we first saw him. He was just, just covered in blood. blood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Covered in blood. So Bill <laughs> uh, attacked Sookie and Eric. Is it Eric? Yeah, Eric Northman. Yeah, Eric and, Northman. Yeah. They run off. Uh, various things happen in the episode. It moves um, 
I don't know. It was, you know, things happen. You know, more you catch up with all the characters. The werewolves are running around with their pack and everything. Um, but do you care about anything? That's the big question. <laughs> it checks in with all the characters, and you have all these different storylines. And I just the, I mean, the only uh, Shorty died. The the shifter. Right, right, right. Yeah, I liked I, her. The, I, the, the I mean, she was attractive. Friend. I can't say I really cared for her character no, any more than you she know. She was funny, and she she actually there was some funny stuff last season where she took over other people's. Bushes. Oh yeah, that definitely. Skinwalking yeah. where. But yeah, no, she died, and she and she her daughter is a cute little uh, werewolf cub. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it kind of didn't have the impact that like people dying on Game of Thrones tends to have, mm. you know? No, not really. But so, is this just like Twilight with more sex or like real sex? I would say it's more like uh, all my children were vampires. <laughs> right. <laughs> and werewolves apparently. Yeah, and werewolves vampires and, and fairies. fairies. Yeah. And ghosts. And fairies too. Okay. And basically everyone is something and yeah. and, and yeah. shifter like there's there's werewolves who just are people who turn into wolves and then there's shifters mm. who are people who could turn Shift into any kind of okay. animal yep. including like a fly, mm. you know. Mm. Um, Cuz I am aware of true blood obviously, right. but I just can I, I won't watch and it. And then ever. it has this sort of gothic noir not New Orleans but very rural Louisiana mm. A setting which you know Anne Rice already did that mm. with that gothic vampire type thing I mean this takes this a is more country yeah. Yeah, New yeah, Orleans absolutely yeah, than, country is this like gothic. present day yes yeah definitely yeah. present yeah. day uh, the big moments in the episode that I really cared about what I actually found interesting were I liked the um I don't know this guy's name, but he impregnated a fairy woman. Right. No, exactly. That was the most interesting thing to yeah. me as well. Uh, it's Andy uh, Belfleur. Okay, Andy Belfleur. He was from The Wire. Yes, he is from The Wire. Yeah. Yes, he was. And he had the... Um for, he had four little children by this fairy woman who didn't die. I'm not sure if she No, vanished. she gave birth and then left, left them him? with him. Okay, yeah. well, so he had four little newborns at the right. beginning of the episode. And then by the end of the episode, the newborns are now like toddlers. Right. And, you know, talking to him like, daddy, daddy, and right. everything, over, like, in an overnight span. Like, he goes to sleep, they're newborns, he wakes up, he's got four toddlers. Right. <laughs> so that was cool. That was, like, you know. That was, I, I agree, like, the high point, the most interesting thing. And, and everything else was kind of, you know, it was all people in love, people falling out of love, people were stabbing there, each other. Were there orgies in this episode? Uh, there was a threesome between oh, okay. werewolves oh, yeah, and, and people. And a mention of a top and bottom bitch, which right. is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. you right, know? right. You, you usually only get that in shows about pimps. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, even the mythology on this show, it just, you know, it, it's not, it just isn't, you know, they're revealing more and more about the werewolf packs and the history of the vampires. Mm -hmm. And it's just you seem to care less. Yeah, yeah the more exactly. it's been revealed, the, yeah. the less we care. Literally. Yeah. Um, I thought the funniest thing was the reveal of the big bad, the new big bad. Right, is Rutger Hauer. No, but Rutger Hauer is one of the big bads. But then there's also the guy with the factory. Oh, right, made, right, right, right. Who yeah. made the deal? Who's that guy? I recognize. I that recognize actor. him too, I'm but not sure, not where, sure yeah. who he is. Oh, I, I, I do know who he is now. I, I actually, he was, uh, he was in Full Metal Jacket. Oh, He's wow. Actually, yeah, he played Cowboy, who was the, the dude who gets, the dude who gets shot in the second half. Like the guy like, who gets laid out on yeah, the, and yeah, it, and yeah, it has the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man. And damn. then he's been in a couple other things, in the, and he's, he's actually, he's 
Deborah Winger's husband, the actress mm. Deborah Winger. Sort Chico, of you are from full of you really, amazing. You're like IMDb. Over yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I can't remember the dude's incredible. name. Incredible. The fact that you remember that much about him is enough. It's because he was on this other AMC show that was only on for a season that I loved called Rubicon that got oh, canceled. I, I never caught that. It was really slow, yeah. but it was really good. I heard good. that was. Yeah. It was about analysts. I'd much rather be talking about that than True Blood. But, you know. <laughs> but, all right, but since it's canceled. Yeah, since it's canceled. But, but um, the, yeah. The, that actor is kind of dope, and yes, I, I yeah, I, I thought he was sort of, you know. Interesting, and I liked how he was like, I'm not the big, new big bad that you should be afraid right, of, right. when obviously he is, is the, the new, new big, big bad. bad. Yeah. So I thought that was cute. Is that like a wolf reference here, or am no, I? No, it's like... a Buffy reference. The big oh, bad okay. is the is the sort of villain. I thought oh, the, go, the main... And it's been referred, they okay. re- well, at least that's the first time I've ever heard, heard it as the big bad. Okay. So, and then... The Buffy characters would refer to the bad guy as the big bad, the, uh, the big bad guy for each season. And then, like, reviewers and stuff started referring to it as the big bad. bad. And okay. so now it's it's one of these phrases that move from a character on Buffy to, or to that's, the characters, cool. into, like, yeah. sort of a now is being used on. I thought, because, you know, you have wolves running around and stuff. Yeah, no. I thought I, it was I a little, like, fables, you know. I that, think, that'd be too smart for this show. <laughs> I think it's the big bad, like, that was the no, first that, time that I heard, sense, you know. Yeah. And so, um. Yeah, I you know so uh, you know I'm I'm struggling a little. I mean I did watch it and uh, I watched it twice. Yeah, no, and I did. I'm still struggling. I, yeah, I mean uh, you know there's stuff with Tara and Pam and you know it's gonna go back and forth with them, but kind of <sighs> who cares? Yeah, Jason seems sort of crazy, like you know, a little more thudded out. Jason, yeah, this, this I, season. which I don't I don't need that. Yeah, um, I loved um Eric Northman being removed from Sookie's house right. when she told him that um. He, her, she rescinds the, the invitation, invitation and yeah. he slides right. out of screen right. like like in a spitely movie or something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> that was that was great. Um, well, yeah, as you can see, fan bros, that me and Chico are really struggling with this one. You know, it's summertime. There's not much great TV on, so we'd like to know if there if you want us to keep reviewing True Blood, we will. You know, we'll we'll battle through this for you. I, I'll watch it. Yeah, for, we, for the fan bros fans, I will watch this yeah, show. We, yeah, we, we we will battle through this for you. But if you have a better TV recommendation, <laughs> please do. That's airing now. That's yeah. airing now. <laughs> there's, you know. a, there's a show called Magic City that I watched that the second season just premiered, oh, and I, I, I like stars. it because it takes place in Miami, and so all the characters are either Jewish or Cuban, <laughs> and so it's not Puerto Rican, you know? but it's, it's you know, no, no, no. But it's as as someone who is Jewish yeah. and Puerto Rican, I, yeah. I see very little of those combos okay. together, um, and so. And it's it's a decent show, but it's not. I mean, I think it's probably better than True Blood, but it's not. It's not great, you know. Game yeah. of Thrones was great. My issues aside with The Walking Dead, like that was a yeah, it's a great good show. show. Yeah, I mean, Boardwalk Empire, yeah, great exactly. Show. We've had we've had we you know we're so looking forward to Breaking Bad. Yeah, Breaking Bad, we'll mm-hmm. definitely but, talk about. But right now, wow, there's really tight. this sort of a dearth yeah. of good TV shows. Um, so hit us up, you know, yeah. on the Twitter at Fanbros Show. You can also, you know, hit us, leave a comment on the SoundCloud on Fanbros.com. You know, just please give us some recommendations because we're struggling with True Blood, yeah. right? And yep. have been. I mean, it's not. This is not a new thing. Like, no, it's never been you know, the it's greatest. Been, it's been a love-hate, you know, more of a vaguely like, vaguely dislike relationship. But you know, from certainly the second or third season on. Definitely. 
Well, moving on, folks. Uh, new great one of the biggest video games of the year came out. What this week? Yeah, last, week, last Friday. Last, yeah, fri- last yeah, Friday. Yeah, last yeah. Friday. I remember Combat Jack? You know, was tweeting about yeah. how his productivity was about to drop last <laughs> yeah. Friday. Um, the and Last it, of Us. It sold really well. Like mm-hmm. I think you know, Bioshock came out on two different platforms. Yep. Last of Us is only for right. PS3, and I think it sold twice as much wow. as wow. the recent bio. Yeah. And our um, very own Chico has been playing through it. I have been playing through it. I'm, I'm, I'm about halfway through. I think it's fantastic. Um, I, I'm a really big fan of the the Uncharted uh, mm, games, right. and it is a lot like that. It's the same Although, like people, yeah, right? Yeah, it's Naughty Dog, the same company. Mm-hmm. And there's, there, there's some of the same vibe, but... Um, the Uncharted ones are more lighthearted, mm-hmm. a, li- a little bit. I mean, there's serious stuff in them, and you know, your friends die and things like that. But this is, this is definitely much more sort of depressing and mm-hmm. and darker uh, in tone. Um, it's gorgeous. You know, it creates this world that's like this dystopic. You know, someone on Twitter said it, it looked like you know bad. You know, sort of the worst parts of Detroit at this point, which is wow. you know I've like half the. You know, half the streetlights don't even work, mm-hmm. and there's only like they're down to like 14 ambulances there. I mean, it's definitely a pretty amazing. You know, I, I'm in Pittsburgh right now, um, and uh, there's been one long road journey, and and so I was in another town before that. For those who don't know, uh, the story of The yes, Last of Us sorry. is a future yeah, set, it's a, set slightly in the future yeah, maybe so there's a little prologue that takes place like contemporary times yeah. and that's like right at the beginning of, of like basically a zombie breakout yeah. outbreak mm. and then it jumps forward 20 years okay and so it's basically 20 years after the zombie outbreak and so the the, the people the normal people have to fear both these zombies and actually the soldiers who are in charge of sort of keeping these quarantine areas that are the soldiers would definitely shoot first and ask questions mm-hmm. later. And there's two types of zombies. There's the fast, they're, well, they're both fast zombies. There's the just the sort of normal infected ones, and then these ones that have had this virus. And, and the, the virus that turns people into zombies comes from some kind of fungus. Right. And so there's these sort of weird fungal ones that are blind, but they can hear you when you move. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're much harder to kill. Um, and then you're also fighting bad guy humans, like, you like know, just marauders and, and looters. Yeah. I hear that the humans are actually more yeah. of a threat to you in the game than normally the zombies are. The humans make traps. Right, you know, right, that's true. Down, that's you know. true. Yeah, no, yeah. no, that is true because they're smarter. Yeah. Um, and uh, you are, you play as Joel, who is this guy who's probably about 50, who's basically taking... 50? Well, I assume he's, he's about older, 50 because yeah. it's yeah. 20 years in the future. We first meet him, and he's probably in his late 20s or 30. Wow. So that's, I mean, that's, meet him. that's different for a game to have an older I, protagonist yeah. like that. I mean, he's, Actually, it's a little similar to the Walking Dead game that recently came out uh, where you have an older man. He, yeah, he seemed like he was more in his 30s. I, th- I, th- I, like I thought 40s? he was a little yeah. – yeah, I thought 40s. Huh. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing. I mean, I guess Joel I is probably in his late 40s, yeah. but, you know um, – and he's accompanying a girl named Ellie, mm-hmm. and there's something special about her, which I won't reveal. Um, and he's basically has to take her um, across, you know, across country uh, through sort of all kinds of, uh, you know, nasty traps and you know whatever. And so she's sort of the sidekick, and they have a good relationship. And uh, it's just done really well. You know, the the acting is really good, the writing is good. You're definitely really tense. It's difficult. Is definitely you got to do much more of using your brain and That's and cool. and sort of creeping around and dodging people, 
or taking bad guys out one by one instead of just running in and you you, you know you 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 have much more limited uh, amounts of ammunition mm-hmm. and there's cool stuff like you can find stuff and so for example if you have alcohol in a rag you can either make a molotov cocktail or you can make a healing like a medical nice, kit yeah. you know so you have to kind of choose which mm. do you think you know um, and there are situations where you find yourself with no healing kit but two molotov cocktails yeah, right. or vice versa and then there's other stuff you can upgrade your your uh, you know all kinds of abilities and you can build a holster which means you can get to your gun faster yeah. and so they they do a lot of stuff like that and so it's a lot of like searching empty rooms and it's just um i mean it's definitely in the spirit of these sort of sandbox third person action games like red dead redemption mm-hmm. grand theft auto um y- you know uh combat was telling me that one of the big things that he really likes about it uh combat jack folks for everyone who doesn't know said that he liked the fact that it gets boring like real life does right like you'll be exploring somewhere and you'll just forget that you're in this apocalyptic world because nothing's happening you know you're like right. walking across the yard and you're just doo 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 so you're just looking around the yard and so you get into this relaxed state and then something will just pop out right. at you out mm-hmm. of nowhere so it's like it's more like it gives you that realistic feel you know where you just you know you can lose your you know you let your guard down and get into chill mode and then something happens which I think it's interesting because like that, that never really happens in like a Bioshock. Like Bioshock yeah, was like, all it, yeah. yeah, like even when you're in chill mode, you're just waiting for the music mm-hmm. to kick in so the action will start again because you will, already know. I will say again to bring up that Walking Dead game. Yeah. Um, it that's very similar to that where yeah. you, you definitely have where you're exploring, you're accompanying a little girl, and you really have those moments where you're kind of like, oh shit, there's there's zombies here. Yeah, you, know? you forget that you're in this yeah, apocalyptic for sure. world. I um I actually saw a really interesting tweet about how um Ellie is a really strong character and yeah. more so than Elizabeth from Bioshock, which right. I thought was really interesting because we had this conversation about Bioshock a while back. Um, I also can't play Last of Us because I'm on stupid Xbox, but right. um, I wanted to hear what you thought about that. She's definitely a strong character. I mean, she's you know a strong-willed teenage you know, sassy teenage girl, Mm -hmm. but she's been, she's actually lived her whole life in the quarantine zone. So there's a point where they're walking through the woods and it's the first time she's ever been in the woods. Mm -hmm. Like she's never, she didn't know how to whistle, you know, like she's had this sort of very, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, not, not, uh, what, what do you know? Sort of very, uh, not rusty, sheltered. Yeah. yeah, Sheltered, uh, upbringing. Although she is sort of savvy and street smart Mm -hmm. because you kind of have to be to live in that Mm -hmm. world. Um, but if you want to play a game that's definitely really engrossing and has a really, really, really well-designed world, you know, really good music, real, it's just, you know, they're really, it's, video games haven't sort of hit that next level where you feel like you're in a movie, but they're getting closer and closer. And, you know, we'll see with this next, uh, with the, you know, Xbox One and the PS4, mm-hmm. if they can sort of get that, that much closer. But, uh, it's. I mean, you're, basically everything you've heard about this game is is pretty true. I mean, there was one critic who said that they cried. I mean, I haven't cried while I was playing it. I, you know, it, it hasn't affected uh, me I've on that level. I've seen people like yeah, write reviews where they said they've gotten enraged at right. people that are fighting because the person that they're fighting did something so dirty or vile right. mm. that they actually you know really wanted to break that person's face in. Right. So I, you know, it, it, and it's definitely you care about the characters. Mm-hmm. You know, um, more so than you did certainly in video games, you know, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. But I felt like a lot of that was true for Uncharted 2. Yeah. Uncharted as well, not not Uncharted 2. <laughs> All right. So 
we'll recommended. Very yeah, highly definitely recommended. recommended. And we'll come back to it once you finish the game. Yeah, up, no, you know, give your final review. Week. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're on Xbox and you are missing out on Last of Us, I would highly recommend the Walking Dead game. That um, not Tale the shooter Tale. that recently no. came out, no, that the, was the Telltale game. I heard very good um, things about I, that. I legit yeah. cried at the end. Yeah. Wow! It, it, I, you get so invested in the characters, and it like rips your heart out. I played it's, the first part of it, but I, I might have to go back because Combat to. Jet said. It's, I mean, Combat Jet said it's the best game of the year, hands it, down. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So I, you know, if if you're on Xbox like I am, yeah, I would definitely pick. Is that, that only up. on Xbox? Or no, no, it, no. it, it was cross platform. But I'm just saying, since we can't do Last of Us, I would highly recommend that Walking Dead game. I mean, uh, I feel like The Last of Us and, and Uncharted are, like, a reason to get a PS3. You well, know. you know, also Xbox's whole, uh, right. this whole new thing. Yeah. Well, but, you know. yeah. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But for now, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more Fan Bros. Hey, this is Jamie Rigetti. Thanks for listening to Fan Bros. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes. And welcome back, fan bros. You know how we do. Hope that break wasn't too long for you, but we're right back. And we want to get right to it, folks. Like we were talking about earlier, the biggest movie of the weekend, one of the biggest movies of the summer, open this weekend, Man of Steel, starring Henry Cavill. 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 I butcher names, folks. You already know that by now. Um, starring Henry Cavill as Superman. Now, had he been in anything before this? Yes. He's in the Tudors. He's in the Tudors. I, oh, I, I watched the Tudors. Yeah, he Who was, was Henry's he? like, best friend that oh. married his sister. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually Spot watched on. Immortals Sorry. this weekend yeah. um, to prep for Man of Steel, and it's just not very good. No. But, um, but he, you know. Is Mickey Rourke in that? Yes. Yeah. yeah Mickey Rourke's in Immortals? Yeah, yeah. he's the bad guy. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has that, like, 300 feel yeah. to it, but it just falls pretty short. Yeah. Uh, Frida Pinto's also in it. She's from Slumdog Millionaire. The the okay, you know yeah. anyway. So um, but yeah anyway. <laughs> so Henry <laughs> well, Cavill has Steel been, stars been Henry, in Henry, things. Henry Henry Cavill, Cavill. Uh, Michael Shannon as Zod, mm. uh, Kevin Costner as Pa Kent, a suicide attempt. Um, <laughs> Diane Diane Ladd. Diane Lane. 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 Yeah yeah yeah. Hot ass Diane Lane yes. as Ma Kent. Um, Russell wow. Crowe is, you know, Jor-El, Jor-El and Hologram. Amy Adams is uh, Lois Lane. Lane. Got Fat Morpheus up in there. It's just like, it's <laughs> everyone. It's, it's everybody. <laughs> Did they do there. something with Jimmy Olsen? Was he Jenny Olsen? No, that he, was actually, people said that the um, Indian woman was supposed to be Jenny Olsen, but they there's a zoom in on her nameplate and it's like Jenny something else. It's, she's not I was Jenny wondering Olsen. if there was going to be a little Jimmy Olsen and I didn't yeah. see anything. No, there's no Jimmy Olsen yeah. pretty much. See that also part of, I again, okay, I haven't seen the show, the movie these guys have, but my, my understanding of the reviews is that there's sort of a darker take on the whole thing and removing Jimmy Olsen, Jimmy Olsen was sort of the font of like goodness and innocence yeah. in the Superman mythos. Mm-hmm. So if you take Jimmy Olsen out, that just sort of highlights, well, you know, it's like a darker this, color palette they use. I, I mean, definitely they do that, but this is also, it's a different origin for Superman. Like this is not the Clark Kent origin. This is the origin, like it's Man of Steel. This is the origin right. of Superman. Like you only see Clark Kent, oh, I mean, I guess I should well, have said yeah, this five probably, seconds ago, but yeah. we're spoiling everything yeah, we about this spoil. movie. You know, I'm sorry. It's just a bit summer movie. It's not one of those things, you know, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, spoilers from here on out. Um, you don't see Clark Kent until the very end of the film. Like oh, really? He, yeah, right. Well, the point is, like, he it's coming up to him. I mean, you see Clark Kent as, right. Clark, as growing up, you know, as Pa Kent, but you don't see the classic glasses working at the metropolis and i mean in the daily bugle right you see none daily of that. planet daily, daily bugle spider-man 
sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, you don't see any of that That's in, the very end. until the very end. Uh, for most of the movie, he's either playing Superman or he's playing, you know, you have flashbacks to his right. childhood mm-hmm. in Smallville. Um, it's but I w- sorry, yeah. I would say that you might get Jimmy Olsen in a sequel. Oh, definitely oh, that sequel. Would I, I would definitely see. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, dwell yeah. See, on I didn't him realize at the Daily that. Planet. Yeah, yeah. The I would Planet, see. Yeah. I would see. Yeah, Jimmy Olsen will yeah. definitely be in the sequel. Right. Like you don't see Lex Luthor in this at all. Although you right. do see uh, Lex Corp's the trucks, Lex Corp logos, so you know yeah. that's coming too. Yeah, right. definitely. Yeah, it's darker, but it's not like darker in a way that like the Dark Knight is darker right. than the Batman Michael Keaton. Films. Right, right, it's, right. It's slightly more darker. It's set in a more realistic tone, but I didn't really find it dark or like dreary or any of that. I just, um, I liked it. I mean, let me get that out of the way. I liked the movie overall. I had a couple issues with it. I thought the big fight scene that everybody was so hype about kind of dragged on for a bit. Um, after a while, just seeing these two guys CG punched each other through buildings, it just becomes like, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I was sitting in the theater pretty much just waiting for the fight to be over. Right. Like, and it's I, almost like you're watching uh, Megatron and Optimus Prime at a certain point. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but, except they're not giant robots. And there's also, with Megatron and Optimus Prime, sadly, there was more of a connection. Like, right. You know, I actually cared who won the battle more than me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I might have been rooting for Michael Shit for Zod to win this battle. Right. Um, well, one of the reviews that I read did say that that he's really the Superman is really a blank slate here, and so that might be why you yeah. were rooting more for uh, Zod because Zod at least is a character. Is he a blank slate? Would like you... they just said he didn't have well, you know much. You know, I think that a lot of it is is the movie is definitely him coming it, very much like Batman Begins. It's yep. him. T- figuring out what Superman is and should I be Superman? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think there really is this sense of um, because one of the things that struck me is there was basically three huge fights in this movie, and the yep. big Zod one is the last one. And there, I mean, and and I've seen like it's more damage than nine eleven. Oh, it's like this. You know, I mean, it's catastrophic damage to yeah. Smallville, and then in Metropolis, like literally, like I mean, city blocks are getting just like this, destroyed. Dem- they said it was like I mean, one firm uh, calculated the damage, and they said it was like seven hundred fifty billion dollars of damage. Right, right. So it almost felt a little over the top. That's how I like. I felt that way too. But then, like, I've had a lot of discussions about this movie since then, and a lot of people are like, "Well, that's what happens in pretty much every." Superman comic book like people mm-hmm. get punched mm-hmm. through buildings and I do admit that and like even in the um, Justice League Unlimited there's a big fight between Superman and Darkseid in one episode it's like one of the final episodes and Superman's like yo I can finally cut loose <laughs> and he just starts going at Darkseid and punching him straight through buildings just like this so if you saw that in real you know like shot on a movie it'd be a lot more destructive and that, like when I saw it I was like damn it's kind of depressing because you have to accept the fact that there are you know thousands of people getting yeah. killed in yeah. this fight and that was kind of like, I didn't. And there's no real shots of Superman like flying or using his super breath to freeze some rocks yeah, that, that are falling on people. All. You know, catching a little dog. You know, none well, of so here's what I, to catch. Yeah. Um, so to go back on the blank slate thing, when in the very first fight, um, you have Stabler from SVU's in in the movie, and he yep. um, is like an army dude, and his helicopter is crashing, and. Superman is busy fighting one of the, one of Zod's guys yep. and does not pay attention and the the helicopter crashes. Now they don't die. Yep. But to I like sat up and was like, "Wait, Superman didn't save them." Yeah. And no. and that is like a kind of staple is that he'll be fighting but he'll go save someone and then get back to the, the fight. fight. Yeah. So to me that that really highlighted that it's not a blank slate maybe, but it's him figuring out what Superman means. That 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 like that's something that I can accept because a lot of people were 
Well, before we get to the big upset at the end that people are upset mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. one of my big problems that I've been debating over and over, back and forth with this movie, is the scene where Pa Kent... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, before we're spoiling things, but Pa Kent, basically, there's a tornado coming, and he makes a choice for to not have Clark save him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, Pa's wife is there, Clint Kent's mother, obviously, and... Pa, there's a dog trapped in the car, and Pa goes running after the dog, gets the dog out, and then the tornado's coming, and instead of having Clark come run up and save him, or even have, have him go get the dog in the first place. Right, because he tells him not to. He tells him not to go get the dog. He stands there and basically kind of waves mm-hmm. goodbye, and was supposed to be like a real poignant moment, and gets sucked off into this tornado. And I just could not, like, reconcile it, like... In the theater, I was like, okay, that's so ridiculously stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I get outside the theater, I'm talking with a friend, and they're explaining it to me one way, and they're like, well, no, he's just trying to keep him uh, Clark, Clark from safe, revealing right? himself. Because mm-hmm. there's a crowd of people. There's a crowd of people, and there's already been evidence that if Clark reveals himself, people won't understand right. him. You know, he'll be an alien from another world. He'll, he'll make people question the existence of God, even, which is another theme that they brought up. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, so that I understood. But then I'm thinking, the more I thought about it, I'm like, wait a minute, why did he even have to go for the dog? Yeah. Um, was the dog crypto? No. Okay. No, it was just, uh, super, you know, the, the Kent's the dog. dog. It was the family yeah. dog. And so it's like, if your son wasn't Superman, would you have gone after the dog? Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. N- no, right? right? You know, your family's here. Your wife is here. Right. Your son is here. Why would you run after the dog? You would just be like, oh, you know, hopefully the dog makes it out this tornado. If not. Right, right. And even to be fair, like when it initially happens, they're they the car stops and the mother is sitting with the dog in the back seat, and they're like, "Oh my God, you know, get out of the get out of the car." The tor- you see the tornado coming, and she doesn't take the dog with her. Which I I just feel like if you're sitting with the dog like next to you and she's yeah. like petting it, you'd grab that dog and right. run. Yeah. And she doesn't. And and to me that was almost like uh, it's such you know, a, a set- little it's, too much of a setup. Yeah. It's so it, it just felt like a setup to me, and it felt so cheesy. And I really like Kevin Costner's <clears> character. For one, like the earlier scene with him when he's with his son and when with Clark, and he's like, I am your father, despite oh the fact God. that you're this alien. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the trailer five, six times, and every time I watch the trailer, it got me. I, I got was, choked up in the movie before yeah. I saw it. I'm sitting there, like, yo, I, you know, I went with a female, I'm like, I can't sit here and start tearing <laughs> up, you know, in front of this to watch this movie. And long, I'm sitting in the theater, like, you know, rubbing my <laughs> eyes, you know, it's like. So was his, su- was his, like, suicide just to basically set up Clark or Superman to go looking for, you know, no, his no, tape of Jor-El no, or he ar- No, because he already, he already was set up on that path. Right, you know, okay. His suicide. Because I don't even was, understand why, why they needed to do that. Because his suicide for, it's like to. Or sacrifice if suicide's the wrong yeah, term. I, I, I don't, don't know what it is because it's like it, it's it's kind of to be like okay, you can't reveal yourself yeah. to the world. But I think he could have just told him that. Yeah, well, which he did <laughs> which multiple he did times multiple in right. flashbacks. Right. Like yeah. Like, but I think it was yeah the ultimate lesson, right? Yeah, but, but then what it doesn't type make the- yeah because then it doesn't make sense because then the mother later on when he finally does become Superman is like no, but your father like saw what you were going to become and he knew that you would become this. So then that kind of. Doesn't yeah, make that sense. doesn't make sense. And then sense. it's like, why would you die in front of your yeah, wife? Absolutely. Right. Like, this kid. is your wife and kid. I mean, yeah. well, he's not really your kid. But, okay. but still, yeah. I mean, it's but still traumatic. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's still traumatic for the poor boy. And it's your wife. You know, like, right. what if 
the tornado sucked you up and then rolled over and killed all those people there too. You right. have no clue. You're dead. Right. You I know? personally felt it was a little of uh, Chris Nolan's uh, kind of influence because you know watching this movie, I realized how many similarities there are between Batman and Superman. Yeah. Um, but you don't really get that, I think, because Superman isn't broody and, you know, yeah. you know, that that makes Batman become Batman mm-hmm. or Bruce Wayne become Batman, whereas Superman is Superman. Yeah. Um, but but the, but there is a similarity of losing your family and being this orphan and being alone mm-hmm. um, that I think they did touch on that I've never really taken before for Superman. Oh, yeah. And I no, think it was very well done both, in the movie. Loners. Yeah. And I think it was really well done in the movie. But I think that by him seeing now his earth father dying i mean like that to me was almost over the top because it was really trying to propel him to becoming superman and it felt very batman-ish yeah and it felt very and then you know a lot of the movie in the beginning is him trying to find his way which Mm -hmm. is very batman-ish yeah i didn't mind it i really enjoyed the movie and it was kind of cool because you see him doing all these like extreme fishing and like you know it's all those like reality tv shows and he's doing these like crazy things i love when Um, you put the truckers 18 oh my god through a pole (laughs) but like and and i get it he's trying to figure out his place um but you know See, that's interesting because when I saw the recent reboot of Spider-Man, I came away from that being like, wow, they made a really good Batman movie. It just happened to have Spider-Man <laughs> in it. Yeah, that, that's and, exactly yeah. what I was telling my friend today. I was like, the new Spider-Man movie isn't Spider-Man. None of the Superman movies really, even if you go back to the Clark, I mean, oh, no, to the Chris Crystal Reeves. I think those are. The Chris, see, I, go I, back and rewatch them. I he does some very seen. not, he slips Lois Lane a, a roofie. That's the first thing you got to. Mm. When he, does he do that? He makes her forget that they had sex at the end of Superman 2. He kisses her and oh, makes her right, forget right, everything. Right, right, right. He also goes for revenge against the trucker who beat him up right, when he right. didn't right. have powers. Right. Very un-Superman. He kills Zod in Superman yeah. 2. right. Which, uh, spoiler alert for once again, he also does yes, a Man of Steel. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he does in the comics. Yeah, but in the comics, it caused a big consternation of monster. Right. He, like, lost his soul That's or something. True. He had to, it was like a year-long thing. He grew a mullet. Yeah. You know, he flew off into space. It was a lot of stuff that went with right. it. Right. In this, when he kills Zod and Man of Steel, he screams. In Superman 2, he kind of smirked. Right. So. Well, I think they do a very good part of him realizing, like, He's, his back was against the wall. Yeah, like he had definitely. No they play that up really well. And, yeah. you, and, and he knows, and you know, there's no... The, and Zod says it, too, yeah. which kind of sets it up. Yeah. Either you're dying or I'm dying. Yeah. Um. And, and I think that I didn't mind it so much. I know that Superman is supposed to be this, like, you know, holy figure or whatever. But um, one of the things well, in the no, comics, he's not there. That's that's a new thing. This mm-hmm. him being a holy. Like, well, this, what I was well, gonna say, I just that, imagery at least. Well, I I know like with Justice League, a lot of times you see him and Batman are very much like we don't kill, and when Wonder Woman does to right. save Superman's life, no less. Right. Yeah. It's she's like you know ostracized. Yeah. Right. Right. So you know, I feel like there is that theme sometimes, and so, but but like, let's be real. You're gonna have to kill people sometimes, and when him and Zod are fighting, you think those all those buildings were empty? Right. No. You know. Yeah, so multiple. you're killing yeah. so many people. And there were people, people on the street when the big rocks right. fall Yeah, down. when the buildings yeah. fall on people and everything. So, yeah, he kills multiple people, whether or not, like, he intentionally does it or not. So I don't really have a problem with him killing Zod. Like, Mark Wade, the writer, you know, mm-hmm. he tweeted and wrote a little thing, and he was really pissed, and a lot of people have been pissed. I don't really, like you said, his back was against the wall, and it's kind of like the learning to be Superman. That's what I was just like, going to say. Yeah, where he's, like, still, you know, well, maybe I killed this guy. And then later on, I was like, well, no, okay, killing isn't right, mm-hmm. so I can't kill just because I have the power to do so. Doesn't and mean and I, I think it was also supposed to symbolize his choice of 
you know, being someone who protects the human race, which, yeah. you know, of course they do bring that up in terms of like, you know, there's this whole thing where they can reboot the Kryptonian race on Earth, but it would, of course, mean the destruction of the human no race. race. And he obviously chooses not to go that route. But I think it was also supposed to really, you know, solidify the fact that, no, no, he wants to be on Earth and protect these people. And I think that's why he also did the deed. And um, as far as it not being like, the Superman being Jesus, like that was also very much enforced in this movie. You know, Superman's 33 years old. Uh, after Joel gives him his final mission, he floats out of the spaceship in a cross formation. Um, they show him underneath a stained glass window picture of Jesus at one point. It, it gets pretty heavy handed. He but, goes into a church. Yeah. But <laughs> That's to take a leap of faith. I but, mean, the Moses story plays into uh, yeah, know, I mean, Superman's you, origin with the, the, I mean, you the, know, the, the baby being put in the basket and, and launched yeah, down Yeah, and the aisle. two, um, you know, I mean, the creators are both Jewish. So I, right. I think it had, like, I mean, there's definitely always been religious overtones, undertones, whatever. It's definitely, you know, like, Superman is Jesus in this movie. But, right. yeah, it's I think it's been there but there before. But, um. To wrap up, I guess overall, I like Super. I mean, Man of Steel. I like that a lot. You know, I've never, you've never seen a fight like that. Like I will give it that, and you've never seen Kryptonians move like that. Like mm-hmm. I love when they're fighting humans. Mm-hmm. It is like no chance, dude. Like right. you, you yep, made a bad badass. move coming yeah. in here fighting a right. Kryptonian because it's just, you know, and you're against the wall twenty feet away. So I like that. The action pretty much in every scene was great, even though I thought the ending got a little too over the top and just a little drawn out. Mm -hmm. It was still amazing to see, you know, Superman and Zod going at it like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Henry Cavill Cavill is a a good Superman. I think he'll be, I think in future, you know, movies, he'll get better at it. You know, you'll see him play Clark. You'll get to see him play Clark Kent. That was a problem, like, I think that's one of Christopher Reeve's big strengths is how he plays Clark and how he plays Superman. Mm -hmm. And you didn't really get to see that from Henry in this one, but I'm sure you'll see more of it. Zod was great. So, you know, overall, I'd give it like eight, seven out of ten. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It had some major plot holes, but it's a big dumb summer movie. If you take it as more than that, and I think that was my problem with it. I think it tried to take itself as more than that sometimes. You know, I I personally felt like it was really well done. I thought like, especially um, in terms of crafting um, this, this, this idea, like there's a scene where like Clark as a child is um, experiencing, you know, his super hearing. Mm -hmm. He's seeing his teacher and he can see through her and he has like a legit panic attack. He's overwhelmed by his powers. And I've never really seen that before. And I thought that things like that were just brilliantly done. Mm -hmm. So I think overall, like, I thought they did a wonderful job with the origin part of of Superman, of seeing, like, you know, seeing his dad and stuff and the planet. Like, that that was dope to me. Yeah. Um, So, I, I, I mean, I would give it maybe like an eight and a half. I mean, I think it was really good. I think that they, the flashbacks at a certain point get a little too much and you're just like, all right, enough already. I get yeah. it. You know, he's struggling with who he is. And then you, know, you have three main fights at a certain point. It's like, okay, enough. Like, yeah. you know, you go through so much for him to finally just snap the guy's neck. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. But, but you know, I think it was really, really, really good movie. And, and I don't think that Superman has gotten justice in a really long time. No. And yeah. even like the flying was was cool. Oh yeah, definitely. It yeah. wasn't cheesy. No, which, you know. So is, is the Phantom Zone mentioned at all? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, Zod is it? Was in the Phantom oh, Zod was yeah. in the. Yeah, definitely. It's it's used. Oh, the yeah. Phantom Zone, and is he's got his two sidekicks. Yep. Yeah, but uh, they're not the same named as the right. ones. But they're they're play the same mm-hmm. roles. There's a female and there's a bit strong dude who says nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, 
All right, so yeah, check out Man of Steel in theaters now. I definitely would recommend yeah. seeing it. I skipped the 3D. I saw it in 3D. It's pretty good for the Krypton scenes. After that, it's like whatever. But definitely see it in IMAX if you need to see this action on a big screen. Uh, moving on into our next segment, which kind of relates to this, I wanted to talk about, you know, we wanted to put this out to the fan bros out there too. We are going to run a poll on fanbros.com for the top five superhero movies of all time or your personal picks for your top five superhero movies of all time. Uh, we'll run around the room real quick and start off with Chico, Jamie. I guess mo the most recently, I actually thought the first two X-Men movies of the like i actually put those ahead of the the recent batman movies wow yeah i actually would rather read a good batman comic than actually those recent movies and it's sort of weird because obviously the tim burton ones there's huge issues with the tim burton ones but i just find them to be a little more interesting the the and i really like christopher nolan a lot and i really like christian bale and i really actually do really like those movies but the 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 fist is not as as strong as the fingers if that makes sense like i feel like nolan is a better director and bale is a better actor and batman is a better character then than all, all three together. put together <laughs> um i don't know if that makes any sense but so i'm gonna say in this modern era i think you also got to give a shout out to blade 2 i'm gonna say if in my memory is the best of the blade movies so I'm going to say Blade 2, I'm going to say the the first two X-Men movies, not the one that uh, Brett Ratner directed, and um, that's three. Um, I, I got to go with Superman 1 and 2, the Richard Donner Superman yep. 1 and 2. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with those as being the... Uh, the Your top five, the top five, um, the two X Men, the two Superman, and uh, Blade Two. I don't. I mean, I you know, I do really like the Nolan uh, Batman's, and I do really like the uh, even the the Tim Burton Batman's. But I'm going to stick with the five that I picked. All right. Um, I would pick uh, Dark Knight. Um, I would not go with the other Nolan Batman's. I think Batman Begins was good, and it was getting there. Um, I think he hits it in Dark Knight, and I think Dark Knight Rises is absolute crap I, I think it's a terrible i movie. keep rewatching on cable because it's no. on right now and it, it gets worse the more I see it's, it. it's just it's so it, poorly done it's really silly yeah but dark, so dark knight is clearly the best yeah, yeah. so yeah. I, I i mean i would definitely i've seen that movie it amazes so many me times. how bad you know i i've watched dark knight i cannot it's right up there with you know avengers and everything and mm -hmm. empire strikes back but it amazes me how bad Dark Knight Rises is. I, I did the, the um, so when it came out, I did all three in a row. Ooh. So I did the, the straight Batman marathon. I know, that, that was such a letdown. It, you know what? It was <laughs> it was a cool experience getting to watch all three Batmans in a row in yeah. a theater. Mm -hmm. um, but, but then you get to, you know, you're watching The Dark Knight and then you watch The Dark Knight Rises. And that almost makes it worse because you go from really good to really bad. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I would definitely go with Dark Knight. I have to give Watchmen a shout out because yep. I know it's not as good as a comic, but I still think that Watchmen's it, really good. It's yeah, yeah it and, and really like visually is yeah. really stunning at it times. Really I think just like the not only Zack Snyder's like style, which I just kind of like in general, mm -hmm. but also just like the coloring and like the costumes and especially like the um the flashbacks, like the montages to the originals. Um, the music selection, I, I really like that movie a lot. Um, I'm I, I really love a Watchmen, to harp on this for a mm -hmm. second, is that it's like, it's one of those things that was considered an unfilmable oh, comic. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know, like you would never think you would see a good Watchmen movie. And mm -hmm. it's not a great Watchmen right. movie, 
but it's a very good Watchmen movie. I think we would have gotten a lot worse. Oh, um, God, So yeah, <laughs> I yeah, think it's pretty yeah, good. definitely. Um, I mean, I would definitely throw, like, the original Star Wars in there, you know? That's not a superhero. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's not, I mean, uh, yeah. A whole different, like, I didn't even want to throw in, like, Flash Gordon. I mean, I didn't like the Flash Gordon movie, <laughs> but, you know, like, you know, I wasn't even thinking that. And that actually is a comic strip. So yeah, I it take is. That so back. that you oh, could actually I throw did, that like, in. I really enjoyed uh, Captain America. Mm. I thought that was really cool because it almost had that, like, um, especially with the vintage stuff, like, that mm-hmm. that same style, like, you see in Watchmen. So I really enjoyed that. And then, of course, the Avengers was, like, ridiculous. So. I actually yeah. really liked the first Iron Man. I did like I, that I'm, a lot. I'm just not, I, lo- I love. Robert Downey Jr. I I'm just not a huge Iron Man person. Yeah, that could have also yeah. just been low expectations, and mm-hmm. I was so blown away by it. I love Fair him enough. as Iron Man, and I think like him when he could play Iron Man or Tony Stark for the rest of his life, and I'd be happy. But mm-hmm. I don't think any of the Iron Man three, you know, all three of the movies, I I could do without really. I never right. really thought of them as like great. I did love the X Men, uh, the recent one. First That's Class. I was, yeah. I was just about uh, to mention that. Really loved that. In, in my yeah. top five, I would definitely mention First Class, even though I got hated on by Combat Jack, and I think even Chico Leo yeah. joined in on that hate. I, I mean, I definitely like it more <laughs> than the more than the Brett Ratner one, yeah. but not as much as the first two Brian Singer ones. Well, I love First Class. I would have to throw Superman two, um, the Christopher Reeves in there because that's one of my favorite movies right. ever. Um, Recently, I'd had to put up, uh, you know, it's not, I think it's not one of my favorites, but I'd had to throw Sin City up there because it's just yeah. one of the best adaptations, I think. Like, it stays true to the comic. Mm-hmm. The characters all cast great. You know, it, the visuals work just like how the comic works. So I, I really love Sin City. Um, that's three, right? One, two, three, four. Yeah, well, that's one, two, three, four. And then, you know, I'd have to go with, no, that's three, right? And then yeah, I'd have to go with Avengers. Like, right. I mean, Avengers to me is just like the most, it's like one of those things I just never imagined I would see. Like, just like with Watchmen, I never would imagine that I'd get to see a shot of Iron Man flying by and shooting um, Captain America's shield and Captain America using the repulsor blast, hitting off his shield, to blast some aliens. Right, right, right. Or well, I never thought I'd see Thor fly up to the top of the Sears Tower and use it as a lightning rod. Right. Mm-hmm. Or Iron Man push a giant turbine on the shield helicarrier. Like, right. Just big, giant stuff that you see in every Marvel comic book that I never, ever thought I'd see on screen. I think it was just so well cast. I that think too. That the casting. That's why it's not cheesy. No. It's like, yeah. it's really good. They yeah. play off each other really well. Yeah. I think like... Loki, Middleston. Oh, God, Middleston, he's so good. He's so damn good. So good. Um... Even like people like Thor, what's his name? Who I've, as oh, an actor, um, yeah. uh, I don't know anything yeah. about him, but he's great as Thor. He is really great yeah. as Thor. And then, like you said, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is such an amazing I mean, just Iron Man. Friggin' brilliant! Like, the, I, and I do love him in the Avengers. Oh god, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I don't like for the Iron Man movies, but Avengers, he's yeah. just. I mean, the lines, everything. I, yeah. I mean, that's I literally also watched. Josh Whedon, you know, yeah, Josh Whedon's raising. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Josh. I mean, that's for me. It all it all came together in Avengers. Yeah. So yeah. I just really was, thought Avengers yeah. was one of my favorites. Um, that's only four though, and I'm kind of stuck right there. The like, Rocketeer. Ooh, Ooh the I've Rocket actually who? seen the Rocketeer, and it's bad. Daredevil. That's another bad one. Um, a lot of people like Kick-Ass. I'm not gonna throw that in. I really. I like Kick-Ass, but I'm even, not. I wouldn't yeah. call that a superhero per se. I know, like it is, but it kind of it's it not. It is comic book movie though. Right, if for you sure. Want to go for yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. So I guess we're just going to leave it open for now. Um, if you have your votes, we're going to run a poll on fanbros.com. We'd love for you to check in, you know, or you can leave a comment on the SoundCloud with your top five superhero movies of all time. We'd love to hear what you had to think about this.
Um, another well, little, and sorry, yeah. and and whatever you think should be a, a good, you know, maybe deserves a remake or deserves a superhero movie Ooh. like a Wonder Woman or, in my opinion, <laughs> Madam Xanadu would make a mm. really amazing movie. I actually would rather see them doing these second tier or even third tier heroes like Doctor Strange or Madam mm. Xanadu. Well, we're Wonder about to see Woman. Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, which, which is, I, I do think is really bizarre. I mean, that, I think yeah. that's like one of those mo like every time I think about Guardians of the Galaxy, I just feel like I live in a Twilight Zone <laughs> right. or something. Because like, as a kid, if you told me one day, Benjamin, you will live to see a Guardians of the <laughs> Galaxy right. movie, it would just be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about Game of Thrones. Like, I just literally could never imagine I'd be seeing that on that level. See, that like, I could imagine, maybe imagine more, because it's like, it's just the, Tolkien and things of like that go, yeah, go but, so but they far hadn't, back. They hadn't, but they hadn't done them ever. You know, yeah, there was no, an but animated it, Tolkien thing. Yeah, like, they had never done it, but it's something you, it's just to imagine. Guardians of the Galaxy? No, I know. I know, yeah. <laughs> like, Groot, Rocket Raccoon? Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Although, you know, that hasn't come out yet, so we have to wait and see. Yeah, we have to wait to see how good it is. But just the fact that they're making it is, oof. Mm. But yeah, like, what do you? What are your favorite top five movies, or what are things that you would want to see? Like, definitely let us know. Yep. Uh, another quick segment, uh, big news this week, is that Jay-Z, everybody's favorite rapper in the world, um, announced his new album being released on July 4th, Magna Carta Holy Grail. Like I said, he's keeping expectations yeah. real low with this mm -hmm. one. You know? I'm actually <laughs> like, slightly disappointed he didn't go for the obvious like Magna Carta pun. Oh, there. yeah. I'm just yeah, saying, damn. You know? yeah, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm mad. I missed that. But the big news and why it relates to fan bros, other than the fact that I like Jay-Z, <laughs> is that um, he's releasing this album through Samsung the phone company the first million subscribers they're going to release an app on june 24th the first million people who download this app will be able to download the album on the 4th of july three days before it's released and samsung apparently paid jay-z five dollars for every copy of the album so that he's wow. already made five million off the bat God, you know it's straight crazy. off you know without the album even being released He's doing no singles, no radio, no nothing. You know, the album was just announced Friday night. Was that the it game? It was during the NBA Finals. Yeah, during yeah. Game 5 of the NBA Finals. They had a three-minute-long commercial featuring him, Rick Rubin, Pharrell, Swiss Beats, Timberland, all sitting around, you know, talking about the album. And that was the first mention. There was no news of yeah, Jay-Z recording yeah. an album. It was album. all Kanye. It was all Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. And then, boom, now Jay-Z has an album. And Samsung has this deal, which is, you know, everybody's wondering, well, does that count as a million sold? Is it platinum mm. already? Who knows? But, you know, we're happy to see, you know, Jay-Z using technology to get his album out. And actually, people wanted to point out that this isn't even the first time he did it. Um, in 2003, when he released the Black Album, he released a limited edition phone with Nokia. Mm. Right, that right. had the black that. album yep. put on. I don't even remember that. I didn't remember yeah, that. No, yeah. I remember hearing about that. I didn't even. I mean, I didn't even have a phone that you could play music. Yeah, yeah. I didn't either. Yeah, yeah that was, that's what I'm saying. In 2003, yeah. it's like wow, he was really ahead of his time even then. And this is really ahead of his time. It's trying to probably to a lot more artists doing things of this nature. But you know, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to Jay Z and. Yeah, I yeah. mean, this changed the game to me. Yeah, I mean, it's, this is. I mean, this is a big deal. Yeah, this is definitely a big deal. It's like you know, because like I said, now Billboard's trying to figure out does this town as a million right. sold. But also combat, like kind of combats the whole like downloading music thing. Oh, definitely. So I mean, it's, combat it's just very that. smart on Jay Z's part, I have to say. Yeah, definitely. I mean, anytime you can make five million dollars before your album even yeah. is even released, is that's genius. So yeah. Guys, uh, more and more of this Superman apparently had made $150 million before it first 
aired because of all the tie-ins with like Ford mm. wow. and all these other things. I and actually, before the movie came out, it had somehow made, I don't know, how, you know, yeah. through all the tie-ins. They definitely made. did something with the National Guard because I saw, I watched a video about like Henry Cavill like training and doing, <laughs> well, listen, <laughs> he was shirtless, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but but they, he, they did, the actors did army training. I mean, um, and it was a little slight recruitment thing too. So that, you know, that that's interesting. Can I say one thing about yep. Man of Steel? Sorry that I forgot. There's a line at, towards the end where um, there's a female army officer who, um, you know, there's an exchange between, you know, the and army and Superman. You're not, yeah. you're not going to find my fortress of solitude, whatever. Um, and she kind of laughs, and he's like, "Oh, what's so the, you know, her superiors? What's so funny?" And she's like, "Nothing." You know, he's just kind of cute. Yeah. And I was like, "Come on, you know, like we really, I, obviously he's gorgeous, but do we have to go there in the movie I with the girl saying it?" I didn't it? think it was that. Because can't though. Lois Lane just say that? Uh, I don't know. It, that a little stuck out to me, like not necessary. I did hear there's like no women in the movie. The, yeah, there's Lois Lane. There's the one chick at the Daily Planet. I mean, there's kind of no chemistry between him and 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 Amy Lois. Adams to me. But no. you know, she looks a little old. And you guys don't have any issue with the fact that a British guy is playing Superman? Because I actually do have a little. I mean, bit a of British guy played Batman too. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't believe the Batman doesn't isn't like like Superman. Like he has this Truth, red, white, justice, and blue an thing. American yeah, way. I mean, there is something. Superman is also an alien. <laughs> right, <laughs> but saying. but Doctor Who is also an alien, and mm -hmm. Doctor Who always will be played by a British mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. We're just hoping it's either a British person of color or a British woman right. but I feel like super like, I don't have an issue with Batman being played by a British guy but I do a little bit with Superman I mean not a huge one mm -hmm. but it's like if you could show me that of the 150 million American men mm -hmm. none of them could have played Superman I mean it just seems yeah, like I, you know Thor, I don't think Thor it's a big deal I just thought you know oh, I don't, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Thor, but, Thor is Australian. but but I, that's you know, not I, just, I you know yeah. like I'm, I'm it's specific to Superman it's not like, Fair enough. It, Fair Captain enough. America also should be played by right, an American guy. Which he is. Guy. Right, right. Captain yeah. um, America, I would, I would more go with than Superman. Yeah. Superman I an understand alien. Superman being this. He definitely is the symbol of like America and stuff. I think that's the point of Red I mean, Sun the, also. And, and Smallville, like it represents this right. whole sort of Americana, which might never have existed, but right. you know, I, you know, I, it's not a big deal. Believe no, me. No, no. But, but that, I've seen that argument. I've right. seen people complain about it. I think it's a fair argument. In but a I, way that it's not relevant with Batman. Or a lot sure. of other heroes. But I think, you know, to me, I just want a good actor. And if he was the best actor out right. there, then you know what? That's cool with me. I, I, he's a good he's a good Superman. Yeah, no, and I, I did like his character. It was one of probably one of the few likable characters on the Tudors, which was a and, show and, that I did enjoy. And even and even in that he was a little <laughs> Right, well <laughs> But anyway. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's take another quick break and we'll be right back with more fan bros. Hey everyone, this is Kid Fury, host of The Read on Loudspeakers. And I just want to let you all know that when I'm not worshipping Beyonce and drinking Hennessy, I'm listening to Fan Bros because it's amazing. So get you a piece and enjoy your life. And welcome back, Fan Bros. We're right back. Hope that short break wasn't too long. And it's the moment you've all been waiting for. My favorite segment of the week, Comics I Copped. And... Which comics did you cop this week, DJ Ben Hameen? Hmm. Well, Chico Leo, this week was the long-anticipated final issue of Age... Ten, the 10th issue of Age of Ultron. 
And I... is that an age that you want to live in? <laughs> <laughs> That's an age I hopefully never have to revisit, right. Chico. I've That's, been so excited like to hear your your thoughts on this. I was rooting for the age of I was hoping, <laughs> no, that you were going to come away. Like, yeah. literally, like, they were going to have twi- turned it around and you were going to come out, like, you I know. I was coming here like, yo, yeah. y'all got to read Age of Ultron. Yeah. I'm going to get y'all all 10 issues. Yeah. You got to check this joint out, Doesn't B. Doesn't sound like that's what you're saying. No, that's yeah. not what I'm saying at all, B. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So tell us. It's like, all right, well, for those who don't know, Age of Ultron is written by Brian Michael Bendis. It's been drawn by various artists. It's drawn over 10 issues. There's been um, Age of Ultron started with Ultron taking over the world, killing all the heroes, pretty much. The surviving heroes caught the plan to stop him. Um, they realize that he's fighting them from the future, so some of them go into the future to fight with him. Uh, then a couple of them, Wolverine and Invisible Woman, go into the past because they realize the best way to solve this is to kill Hank Pym. They go into the past, they kill Hank Pym. All the, villain, all the heroes in the future get murdered by Ultron. They return back to the present, Wolverine and um, Invisible Woman, only to find out that the present is even more messed up since they've killed Hank Pym. So they go back into the past again and convince the Wolverine who's already in the past to not kill the film who's in the past at the same time. So they, they convince him not to do that. And they come up with a plan whereby which they'll make Hank Pym forget everything so that he can continue living his life normally. But then at a certain point, he'll remember that he has to stop Ultron. Like he still needs to build Ultron. He still needs to do everything. There's a fail safe. Yeah. There's a fail safe. Basically they throw into it. Uh, one of the Wolverines kills the other Wolverine. I'm still not sure which one, nor does it really matter. Um, Wolverine and the, the surviving Wolverine and Invisible Woman return to the present at the end of issue nine to find out what their new thing, if you know, what the changes they've done this time have happened. And this is where we begin it. Um, Age of Ultron issue 10. Uh, the very beginning of issue starts off with uh, Hank Pym like getting a note in his pocket, like in um, what are those things? Uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> like you know when they're like you know when they're messing with the future and he's right, like, right, right, I gotta yeah. remember to drop those keys there yeah, later. Right, and some right. of the keys are there. Well, Hank Pym like gets the note in his pocket like right. that where he's like, oh, here's the note on how to stop Ultron. You know, so he watches this video, and the video is him telling him, you won't remember any of this, but you know now that you've got this video, you're gonna have to do this one thing to stop Ultron because you know you won't remember, but it's since you're watching this video, the shit has hit the fan, and it's time to do it. So then they cut to the Avengers attacking the secret base of some supervillains, other than matter who, who have this Ultron robot who they think they mention it's a space knight. There's all I don't know. It's a bunch of shit ideas being thrown around at this point. I'm not sure if Ultron was a space knight like Rom or not. I, right. I, I, it was re- <laughs> I was really lost at this point. Um, Ultron comes to life and starts attacking the heroes. Of course, Hank Pym back in his base realizes that this is his moment. And starts uploading a virus into Ultron. Ultron fights the virus. Hank Pym wins. Thor smashes uh, Ultron with his hammer. Ultron's down for the count. That's the end of Ultron. No age of Ultron occurs because of this. You know, because now Ultron's dead. And Hank Pym has solved everything. So basically all the alternate 
past and alternate futures that we've seen throughout the series have just been wiped clean. So you basically just wasted your time. Right, just like <laughs> the $30 <laughs> that got wiped clean from everyone who bought oh, those 10 issues little, for $3 little, each. Little, like, three ninety nine yeah. at the very Four, least, yeah, but $40. we're talking like 40 50 bucks for yeah, tax, wow. time, everything, yeah. Wow. Um, then the ended issue has uh, Invisible Woman and Wolverine returning to their present, which is back to normal, just like... You know, normal, regular Marvel. But they have knowledge of what happened. They have knowledge of everything that they've done. You know, obviously they hug each other. Wolverine says, go home to your kids. Then Wolverine is standing on the edge of a building like, you know, I need the longest sleep of all time. Now, this issue is supposed to have this really crazy ending that Mm -hmm. only three people at Marvel knew. So this is what we're about to get to. You know, it's like, oh, this is the big buildup. So while Wolverine's standing there, it's like suddenly the the reality shakes. Mm Mm-hmm. And he and everyone else, it seems, they show uh, Thing, Iron Man, Star-Lord, even Hank Pym have visions of all the other alternate worlds, not just the ones that were visited here. Like you see Wolverine seeing Old Man Logan timeline, seeing some mad timelines that I don't even recognize. So it's like suddenly the Marvel Universe has become like the DC Universe with like 52 different alternate worlds. Right, right. Um... After this shades off, there's another panel of all these worlds exploding, kind of like the whole panels of the comic book kind of break. You see even more shots of stuff that's happening now in various Marvel comic books, like some shots from Uncanny Avengers, some shots from Indestructible Hulk. Uh, Doesn't really make much sense. Once again, the panels explode. They cut back to, uh, I think this is Henry Pym and Tony Stark talking over what just happened, because it seems like they have memory of this too, and they're like, well, now we know we're not alone in this multiverse, basically. You know, there's other alternate realities. Uh, Beast is there, and he's like, but, yo, we've messed with time continuum before, and nothing like this has ever happened. Tony Stark is like, well, this time we've messed with it too much. So, you know, I don't know. Whatever you've messed with it too much, but I don't know what the effects of it are. You know, it's not like DC where there's, like, these multiple worlds, and now they've all, you know, collapsed into one world. It's still just the old Marvel Universe that you knew. That's kind of corny. Kind of corny, um, but that's not the big moment oh that is God. the unknown secret, folks, because, you know, everybody's been waiting for this. So you turn the page and you're in, suddenly it cuts to the Ultimate Universe, where there's the black Spider-Man that right. we mentioned before, Miles, uh, Miles Morales. Morales. Yeah, He's swinging around on his thing, doing his normal, you know, Ultimate Spider-Man thing. And the Sam Jackson Nick Fury is And the Sam Jackson Nick Fury is there, even though that Nick Fury is also in the regular Marvel Universe now, too. Oh, okay, I didn't realize Through a convoluted yeah. storyline. Um, there's a big bolt of lightning. Actually, uh, you know, Tony and them realize they're like, but what might happen in other universes because of this? Mm. And then you flip and you're in the ultimate universe. Big bolt of lightning flies through the sky. Uh, Spider-Man fly, falls off his web, looks up. The big two-page giant reveal that everybody's been waiting on, drawn by Joe Casada. 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 Yeah. Is that Galactus has entered the ultimate universe? Oh, uh, there you go. I don't think you can see me, folks, but I'm making a real dismissive wanking sound yeah. and hand motion right here. Yeah. Um, which leads into there's an Age of Ultron coming out in July, folks. Yeah, j- in case you thought it was over. Right. No, now it's called Hunger Issue 1. The World Eater has set his sights on the ultimate Earth. Mm. So the big giant reveal, I guess, is that the Ultimate Universe and the Marvel Universe are connected. Right. But that's already happened, right? If I'm not mistaken, there was a recent book, Spider-Man, where Peter Parker and Miles Morales, like, had adventures together. So, 
Um, Brian Michael Bendis, man, I, I'm just mad at you. I felt like I was reading like one of the worst DC books I've read. You know, right. like when it was just like stupid multiverses for no point, and then everything gets you know reversed back to nothing for one, and then your big reveals that Galactus is in. The, when the Ultimate Universe already had its own Galactus, so that really doesn't make any sense. Like, this Galactus is worse than... Man, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it definitely <laughs> is like, uh, you know, they got they got your 40 bucks, and now they're going to try and get another 40 from yeah. you. Just, you know, putting <sighs> Galactus in there. I mean, there's only... Look, the, you know, there's, they've been doing these same stories with these same characters for 50 years, and so they've got a you know, try new things and throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. But, you know, it's yeah, like, it, that, yeah, I mean, that's it sounds very new 52 ish. Yeah, yeah. It definitely does. And the new 52 sucks. I mean, the yeah, all these cro- <laughs> very few of these crossovers really do work out. You know? um, yeah, it, what, what really frustrates me most about this and, you know, so I can wrap this up and be done with Age of Ultron, you know, I'm probably going to be forced to read this new Galactus series just so I can appease you fans. Um, is that I'm also currently reading Avengers written by Jonathan Hickman, and he's writing two different Avengers books. And they're two completely different Avengers books, but they really intersect. The story is so friggin' convoluted that I'm not sure exactly what is happening, and I love it. You know, it's the complete difference. Like, I, I didn't really know what's happening in Age of Ultron, but I hated it. But, like, Jonathan Hitman, I know, is building to a point. And I know that, like, because as he reveals more of the story in current issues, you can go back to issue one and see little things that he's revealing. And so you can see it all coming together. So I know that eventually there's going to be a big payoff that's worth it. While with Age of Ultron, by the fifth, sixth, well, now there are certain moments where I was like, oh, this is turning around. And then it just, no. So anyway, if you're going to spend your money on anything, go out by Jonathan Hitman's Avengers. Do not buy Age of Ultron. Don't buy it in graphic novel form. Don't buy it in single issue. Don't even look at it in the comics. Don't even waste your time illegally downloading it, folks. It's that bad. Brian Michael Bendis, you're a great writer when you want to be, but on this one, I'm sorry, bro. You missed the mark. All right. Yeah. Wow. Tell us how you really feel, Ben. I mean. Yeah, no, absolutely. (laughs) And and that's legitimate. I mean, not everything that comes out is going to be a hit. Yeah, you know. Not every time up to bat is a home run. No. If any of you guys out there have read it and have a different opinion, word. I would love to hear it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, in fact, I can't even say hit us on the fan brochure. Hit me, DJ Ben. (laughs) I mean, on Twitter. Let me know what you thought of Age of Ultron. Cause man, yeah, I, 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 it was like highs and lows, and the lows were much worse than the highs. Mm. So, well, yeah. So Chico. So, uh, well, are we are are we done with? Uh, oh, we're with, done with comments right, on okay. cop. Let's move right so on. So we'll move right on to the the Netflix pick of the week, and uh, we got a, a a tweet from us, a Canadian uh, fan bro, who hasn't been able to watch my uh, several of my Netflix picks, and that's all on me. It's true. When I'm making these Netflix picks, that's basically U.S. Netflix, and Netflix is different in different countries, and there might even be countries that don't actually have Netflix. And so for that, I apologize. Um, but basically, you know, I'm in the U.S., and I think that, all, you know, the majority of the people listening are in the U.S., and so all I can say is I hope that, that the picks are, are, are out there in Canada or in Britain or in Australia or in New Zealand or wherever. Get hip, folks. You know, just what we call Netflix pick of the week doesn't mean they're not available through various <laughs> other right, means on true. the internet. That's true, too. <laughs> so, well, the new my, my, my Netflix pick for this week is, uh, is, is actually a BBC America show called Copper. 
that if you've been walking around New York uh, for the last few weeks, you can't go to a train station that doesn't have a copper poster in it. Yeah. But uh, copper is basically a, uh, a, 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 a New York City. It's law and order, except it's set in 1863 during the Civil War. And one of the things that's interesting is that most of the characters are either African-American or Irish. Oh, wow. Which, which yeah. yeah, you don't see. I mean, more Irish than African-American, but, but one of the regulars is, yes. the, in fact, the doctor, the M.E., the guy that, that is the equivalent of the coroner, uh -huh. is actually an African-American guy. And he has a wife and various family members. Okay. And so there's always at least one storyline with, with them. And then the cops are all Irish. Um, who are really the first of the sort of white immigrant groups that came here. Um, and uh, so it does have, and you, and actually the, uh, the doctor actually moves up to what I'm assuming will be Harlem because he's living way uptown, mm -hmm. except it looks like Central Park. You know, it's before there were streets or, you know, I mean, there's yeah. just, there's a road outside. You can't see the next house over, you know, I mean, his house looks like John Adams house in the mm -hmm. John Adams miniseries from HBO. Um, but the show takes place in Five Points. It takes yeah, it takes place mostly in Five Points, uh, which is the same setting as Gangs of New York. Mm -hmm. I actually would argue that the show is probably better than Gangs of New York, although the best stuff in Gangs of New York is probably better. There's no one in the show who's as good an actor as you know Bill Dan the Butcher, yeah. Uh, Daniel Day yeah, Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, and uh, you know. But um, it, it it is pretty good, and if you like cop shows, if you like uh, you know that kind of procedural stuff. But the twist is that it's in the 1860s um, and it's, you know, it's grimy. The The show mm -hmm. is sort of grimy. There was a whole long child prostitution, mm -hmm. very creepy child prostitution storyline in the first season. Anyway, the first season's on Netflix. The second season will be premiering uh, within the week uh, here in, in, in America on BBC America. So I've seen a, a lot of comparisons to um, Boardwalk Empire, but you're saying this takes place like yeah, about, about 50, 60, 50 years, 60 yeah, 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 years before. Yeah, yeah. So this is more like... Uh, Gangs in New York. It's or, yeah, I mean, yeah. but the Civil War is about to take place, right? So wait, it's or, during the Civil it's War. During the Civil War. Yeah, oh, okay. I, thought, I thought it was after it. No, it's well, still it's during 1861 it. 1861 to 1865. Yeah, so it's like 1863 or 64. Okay. Um, like John Wilkes Booth was a villain recently yeah. Yeah. on the show. Oh, dope. Okay. So, um, and all his brothers, they're all actors, and they were in New York mm -hmm. and uh, doing a show, like doing Julius Caesar or something like that, and they were trying to burn down New York City. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's stuff like that. So the Civil War is going on, and the draft riots that occurred at the end of Gangs mm -hmm. of New York have actually already occurred. So the city is sort of trying to heal from that, um, and all the cops fought and were basically wounded in the Civil War. That's why I, I thought yeah. it was post. That, right, I'm but, sorry. but the war is still going uh, yeah. on. Yeah, because um, I, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. Um, but there is this really um, interesting um, dynamic between the haves and have-nots. And right. so, obviously, like, if you've seen Gangs of New York, like, Five Points is, like, uh, it's a slum. I right. mean, it is. absolutely. And so you have that versus these people who live in these penthouses. And I think that ties into the child prostitution where you yes. have these very rich people and, you know, it's the idea of power and buying whatever you want. And so... I mean that certainly, which, which is probably the tie-in. And I the guess, rich, the, there's also, Empire. I mean, the rich people are also all like the white Protestants who came mm -hmm. here like a hundred years before that, and they don't think much of the Irish. Well, the Irish are Catholics technically they're a minority the, at right, this time. Right, exactly. 
Um, and so you, there is that issue too. Mm -hmm. And the, the Irish, when they were in Ireland, were getting exploited by the Protestants there. So they've come here to get exploited by the Protestants here. Mm -hmm. So nobody's winning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so Copper is the Netflix pick of the week. I hope you can see it and in, in whatever country you're listening to us from. Yeah, it's a good show. I, I've watched it. All righty. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for this week. <laughs> all right, well, cool. Moving right along into the outro of this show. You know, once again, I'd like to tell everyone to check us out on iTunes, on SoundCloud. You know, rate, subscribe, leave a comment. Follow us at Fan Bros Show on Twitter. Um, you know, as we usually do, we talk about a couple of news and things in the outro. Uh, Anchorman 2 dropped a trailer last night for the new Legend of Ron Burgundy. In which she, if you know, if you know the first Anchorman, it's one of my favorite movies, yeah. classic, hilarious. Yeah. Um, now they're doing a sequel where Ron Burgundy is moving to a 24-hour news network, a la CNN. Uh, actually, you can check the trailer out on FanBros.com. You know, shameless plug right there. <laughs> but you know, it looks pretty good. I, I hope it doesn't suffer from like the um, Arrested Development syndrome. Uh, I was gonna go with the uh, uh, what are the name of those movies? Austin Powers syndrome mm. of like repeating the same dumb right. jokes from the first one that were funny the first time, but right. not so funny the second, third time. Mm. But I think with the time in between this movie and this one, I think they've obviously taken time with it. So maybe they've taken time with the script and come up with something good. You don't think it's just the fact that Will Ferrell hasn't had an, a hit since the Ooh, first Anchorman? Shots and that's, fired. And that's why that oh, they're doing shots this? shots fired. Like, isn't oh, that why they're doing Anchorman there goes our chance too? of getting Will on the show. <laughs> right. Well, oh. I, no, I mean, maybe he has had hits. I just, I thought that... Maybe you yeah. just, that everyone else in the viewing nation missed them? Well, I don't, yeah, no, I guess maybe he hasn't. I mean, I'm just saying that might be why they're, that, that they're going back to the well on this one. Oh, man. But it's also interesting because you have people like Steve Carell who blew up so big after that's yeah. true man that's true um and i mean there's there's legit a vince vaughn's in the original there's like people who are really funny mm -hmm. and so you have like oh also paul rudd also yeah. blew up after yeah, this definitely. so you have people who are really funny who are in really funny things the talented mm -hmm. um, christina applegate i, I love yeah. her oh, yeah. so I, you know the it, i you know you, you kind of got to go by those people's uh you know, Taste body of work, I guess. Yeah, see yeah. if they can pull it off. Well, you know, we'll I'll see. go see it. But I would also say, yeah, it might be because Will needs a hit. Yeah. But um, in some sad news this week, we had to report, you know, RIP to James Gandolfini, the lead actor, Tony Soprano. Most people know him as from The Sopranos. Passed away today due to a heart attack yeah. at the age of 51. 51, man. Very sad. Yeah, very, very sad. Young. Very young, you know. I mean... He left behind a great body of work. He'll forever be remembered as Tony Soprano. You know, his legacy is insured, but still sad to see somebody, you know, that young passing away like this. That is the curse of roles like that is that you do, when, especially on TV, coming into someone's home. Like, no matter what, the dude will always be Don Draper. He's always yeah. going to be Tony, Tony Soprano. Soprano. You know, the guy who played Sam on Cheers, like, Ted Danson never had the career that he should have. Like, he's yeah. a very good actor. But he will always but, be Sam. Yeah, he'll always yeah. be Sam Malone, you know. Um, but then you, I mean, the other side of that is you could be an actor who never gets to no, create absolutely. a character like that. Absolutely. So, you know? I would also say that those characters tend to be very beloved, and, and that's why they stay those people. Well, in Tony yeah. Soprano yeah. was not beloved. Well, but no, but, but people in his do own love way. that show. Yeah. Right. And, and people love Right. Tony like he might he might have been hated on the show but fans of the show love Tony you know they didn't want to see him get whacked you know yeah but I feel like one of the things the show did that was sort of 
fucking with the audience was that they the last few years they made him worse and worse oh and definitely worse, so you had no choice it's sort of like what's going on with walt on uh, breaking bad on yeah. breaking bad like you know um and it'd be interesting who's a worse human being tony <laughs> soprano or Poor walter white that's you know? that's a mm-hmm. that's, that's a, a whole tough show one. that's a whole know? show we'll have to discuss that later yeah i smell a fan bros article yeah right. but um for now you know r.i.p to james dandolfini and you know. Chico mentioned earlier to me that um, he does have a really small cameo in... Um, oh, well, in True Romance. Yeah, That's which... where I first noticed. I mean, he's been in a bunch of movies. Oh, yeah. a lot of things. He's in that movie with Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. don't, don't. And he's in uh, he's in uh, Get Shorty, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he's in the Get Shorty don't. sequel. I like Get Shorty. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 hey, watch True Romance. Yeah, watch and, True Romance. And he, out. Yeah, well, yeah. you should always be watching True Romance because it's a yeah. great movie. However, and actually... What do you think this is? White Boy Day? Tony, exactly. <laughs> and Tony and, and Tony Scott, who directed that, we also lost this year. He just uh, died a few weeks or a few months ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, James Gandolfini has a wonderful, really small role that I was like, that dude's going places. And five years later, yeah. you know, he was starring The Sopranos. Well, he'll well, definitely be missed. Yes. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in once again. You know, like I always say around this time, rate, subscribe, find us on iTunes, hit us on Twitter at Van Bros Show. Check out our glorious new website fanbros.com hey we have a facebook page oh i didn't even know that yeah you know we're about to have an instagram page we're doing a lot of things over right. here uh, a couple of giveaways and contests and some special guests coming up in the next few weeks so you know stay tuned and thanks for tuning in to fan bros fan bros and girls nice fan bros, fan bros. Fan bros. Fan bros. Fan bros.